question and continue. We're only four left is available if you go in the signature. Okay, we'll take four left. That'll help us both. Welcome back to the DJ's Aviation Podcast with your host, Dan. The podcast that is home for anyone that simply wants to relax. Listen to ramblings about the aviation industry, venting about life, interests such as photography, gaming, and so much more like sports. Stay tuned and I hope you enjoy the episode. Well, welcome back to now the second episode of the DJ's Aviation Podcast. I'm going to be consistent with this, so we are back for the second instalment a week after the first, and thank you so much to everyone that listened, shared, followed the first podcast. I'm having a look at the stats currently on my uh, screen. We have almost a thousand plays over on uh, SoundCloud, pardon me, and then we have 200 plays on Spotify. Uh, I believe there's another, like, 300 on Apple Podcasts, so yeah, by no means is it like 100,000, but I really, really appreciate anyone that tuned into the podcast, and hopefully you're going to enjoy where I take this in the future. I've got a few things written down, like I want to cover uh, my flights again, I'd love to cover my experience in business class, uh, my journey to LAX, plane spotting at LAX, my thoughts, and so on. I feel like I I did definitely did those a couple years back, but I feel like I've matured a little bit and there's more things I want to cover. I want to just basically get a lot more done on that front. What I wanted to firstly say was though, a big shout out to the people over on Patreon that actually came across from the first podcast. There's, I believe, three new people that joined up. So a big shout out and thank you to you. If you would like to contribute to these uh, podcasts, whether that be giving me ideas for a whole podcast episode or potentially giving me questions so I can do, say, a Q&A in these podcasts best bet is to head over to the patreon where you'll of course get lots of perks like early access to videos mp3 early access to the podcast shout outs and a whole lot more a big shout out again to our discord server now our discord server has at the time of recording over 2100 members and we've actually broken for the past four days in a row now a ridiculous mammoth number of something like 12,500 messages per day, even stretching into 13,000, which is completely ridiculous considering we only have 2,000 people and naturally we only have sort of a core active base of maybe 50 or 60 users and then 10 really active ones. Um, But it's been really good and I've been thoroughly enjoying running it. With the help of the staff team, we're hosting many different regular events. On top of that, we've had a few game nights now where we've given away some prizes. We're uh, speaking on the events. I wanted to talk about how we usually run aircraft competitions and say aircraft company competitions. As an example, I'll just go and have a look now at our events channel. And currently ongoing, we have vote for your favorite Airbus aircraft. So basically, we're going to have one remaining. So far, we're up to round seven. And we've seen the A380 go out first. Personally, this came as quite a shock to me. Of course, we stacked up all the Airbus aircraft. I didn't go into variants and I didn't include the A330neo, but it was basically the A220, A300, A310, A318, 19, 20, 21, 330, 340, 350, 380. And for some reason, the Airbus A380 went out first. That was a shock to me. Next was the Airbus A300, then the A310, A318, A319, and then surprisingly in round six, the Airbus A340 was voted out before the A320 and the other remaining aircraft. That was a bit of a shock to me. I'm I'm surprised that the A340 would have been voted out so early, but naturally, speaking on the Discord topic, that is kind of 
what goes on in there. It's just a bunch of fun. We talk about aviation, transport, buses, and, and so forth. So, yeah, if you were interested in joining the community of over 2,000 members, you're more than welcome to. The invite link, the permanent invite link is discord.gg forward slash aviation. We'd love to see you in there. But with that being said, today's podcast is going to be centered around some aviation topics uh, and also just basically what's been happening in my week. I want to use the podcast as a way to, I guess, get out everything that's been going on in my life and what's upcoming and maybe my rants and vents. And I hope people enjoy this. Um, we've had quite a few listens already, already, pardon me, like I mentioned at the start. And maybe it's just a better way from for people from the YouTube channel to get to know me. And maybe when you watch the next video, you feel a bit more connected to me rather than me just being, say, a screen name or someone that just strictly makes aviation videos. With that being said, there was something I forgot to do in the first episode, and that was actually look at the uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts. So you may be listening to this on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, but feel free to drop the podcast a follow and give it a like wherever you may be listening. But the main platform that I was on previously was Apple Podcasts, and since the last time I did it, which was about two years ago, I've actually got a number of new reviews. I was just having a look. Uh, We have 51 total ratings, and it's rated 4.9 out of 5, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, But I wanted to go over the people that have reviewed it. And um, yeah, so feel free to review it, and I will mention you obviously in the video. But I can't exactly remember the ones I've covered and the ones I haven't. But basically, Football Gamer reviewed the podcast on the 3rd of April. He said, or she said... Uh, Well, this podcast is amazing, came from the YouTube channel, and it is great. Subscribe. Thank you very much for that review. Ross Grimshaw said on the 24th of the 12th, 2019, so quite a long time ago, amazing. Oh my God, I wish I knew about this ages ago, because it is actually amazing, because I love aviation, and this is perfect for aviation enthusiasts. I can listen to this at any time, and when I was going on my seven to eight hour flight from Manchester to Abu Dhabi on the 787, I listened to all the podcasts. That is pretty cool. Thank you very much. Ross for the review and yeah hopefully there'll be eventually a build-up of more podcasts here so eventually you can go back and listen to them all if you're going on a flight uh, and just want someone to keep you company because I understand how long flights can be very very boring. I'm not sure if I've covered these but I don't think I have. Uh, We have one from Dobstobs hopefully I pronounced that correctly and this took place on the 9th of September 2019 quite a long time ago. He rated it five stars, so thank you very much. And he said, I listen to them every day on the bus to school as well as your YouTube channel. I hope you do make more podcasts and it is good to limit social media. I have Snapchat and Instagram, but I don't use them and I'm in I'm 11, nearly 12. You might know me as Toby Goldsmith or Toby and James Goldsmith and I'm a big fan of YouTube channel. I hope you like England even though it is raining a lot, but it's a lot cooler than Australia, uh, cooler than hot Australia. You are right there. You are completely right there, Toby. And then he goes on to say, Thanks a lot for your commitment and keep it up. Please, uh, P.S. Please don't stop your podcasts. I did, but I'm back. Uh, and I think you'd be, what, 13 now? Almost 14, maybe even? So if you're listening here, a big shout out to you. And thank you very much for the review. We have Aiden Haddon. Uh, Aiden Haddon. Hannon? What on earth am I saying? <laughs> Sometimes I mess up. He goes on to say, Perfect accompaniment. Uh, uh, what is he saying? Hang on. Perfect uh, accompaniment. I can't pronounce that word. You guys will know that I sometimes do mess out my English. Uh, So yeah, anyway, basically he said this works perfectly with my YouTube channel. 
He said, I held off listening to the podcast until a topic I liked came up because I thought it wouldn't be interesting. I was wrong. I'd recommend this to any subscriber to the DJ's YouTube channel. It fills in what's missing from his videos, which is opinion, something I will be getting on uh, into, pardon me, later on in these podcasts when, when more aviation news happens, and I'll get onto that after. DJ quite rightly keeps his videos balanced and unopinionated so you can make your own mind up, something I do do, so I'm glad you recognize that, Aiden. If you're looking for some insights into his views and some behind-the-scenes in uh, info, this is the place to get it. I wouldn't recommend it if you don't watch his YouTube channel. It'd be like watching a spin-off TV show when you haven't had the original. You are very right, and that is the perfect analogy, if I do so so myself. You might be able to follow what's going on, but you won't get the references, and I think that's true. But if anyone is watching this and doesn't even know who I am, I do have a YouTube channel where I cover aviation news, and this is just an offshoot passion project, if you will, that doesn't really supplement any income. It's just uh, for a little bit of fun. But thank you very much for the review there. Um, I believe we have one more, which is from RickyMF91. These are ones I didn't cover in the past two years. He says, as a newbie into aviation and a fellow Australian, I love listening to DJ's aviation. Good balance between chat and facts. Don't stop putting them out. Apologize for the inactivity, but we're back. Uh, hopefully going to be a lot better with a lot more interesting topics and just a lot more fun overall. With that being said, uh, I appreciate anyone that's going to review it and anyone that has reviewed it and basically anyone that's listening. But if I have a look at how long we've been going, it is reaching on nine minutes and I've basically still been in the introduction. Uh, the first topic of today that I wanted to get onto was the Airbus A380 converted freighter, if you will. Now, if you didn't get the chance to watch the videos, maybe now is the best time to pause it and head over and watch the deep dive analysis that I did into the converted freighter following those reports that we saw. But I want to just get more into my opinion on the matter. I feel like I touched on it briefly, but obviously didn't vent and ramble enough about the aircraft. The Airbus A380 freighter, or cargo if you will, is something we have seen constantly. I mean, how many... Think about it. If you've been in the industry for a very long time, or just been an aviation enthusiast, maybe even watching my channel, talk of an A380F has been seemingly consistent. It's almost like a recycled story. Once every two years, or, or once a year maybe even we see a new story come out to do with the A380F. Does it ever fabricate into anything? No. But it's important to note that the A380F was something back in the day. It just never got the legs and, you know, was produced and finalized. But since then, we always have the age-old question, should Airbus make it? Should uh, Airbus go through with it? Oh, Airbus should launch a quad-engined freighter. And I think on the surface, it looks great, and it would be very, very cool to see an A380F flying while the Boeing 747, in a passenger sense, is most definitely dying out, the Dash 8 cargo, or the Dash 8F, pardon me, certainly has a place within the industry given its size and payload. And Airbus at this point doesn't really have anything like that. Yes, we can take a look at the Beluga, but at the end of the day, it is not like a 7478F, it is not like a 777F. And then the next one we have is the A330F. And I should even mention on top of that, that the Beluga is not used by operators. That is strictly used by Airbus to transport their own parts and key goods like that. It isn't something that, say, UPS will order seven Belugas. The Beluga is very similar to that of the Dreamlifter. You will not see, say, a FedEx go and order 15 Dreamlifters or 15 Belugas. They strictly stick with their aircraft respective aircraft manufacturer, pardon me. And like I said, I think on the surface an A380F sounds great, but in this kind of market, I don't think it really, it, it just doesn't work. I published the video 
I'm recording this on Wednesday, the 7th of April for anyone that's listening uh, this coming weekend and it's going out for early access on Patreon basically as soon as I finish recording. So today I actually published the video on the deep dive analysis and I feel like it just it just won't work. I, I just feel like it's a pipe dream that it doesn't make sense in so many different ways. I firstly want to take a look at the fact that the aircraft is dying off. Is the Airbus A380 a success? I think that's very debatable and it's definitely going to have different answers and depending on how you look and take an angle at it, I think it had, it was success, uh, pardon me, I think it was a success to a certain degree, but I also think to another extent, it just wasn't. I think it had many, many flaws to it and probably came at the wrong time. I know naturally Airbus wanted something to compete with the 7478, but the way the industry trends and so on were moving is that while the A380 was being launched, they were already working on the Airbus A350. Now, that is an aircraft that, yes, is not meant to replace that of a quad jet, but it is very fuel efficient and it fits a purpose. The A350 almost instantly overtook the A380 in the spotlight. Now, naturally, the A380 is always going to be somewhat in the limelight as it is the world's largest passenger aircraft. But I think you know what I'm trying to say. We've seen countless airlines over the recent years and really the last 12 months retire the type. I mean, off off the top of my head, and because this is not scripted, I may mess up and maybe muddle up my information at times because naturally it, it, it is a lot, Um, how do I put it? It's a lot harder than it may like look or if you're hearing to do something like this and, and basically have everything come off the top of my head when... I'm so used to researching and writing a thousand word scripts and doing it word for word. Um, so even I need to get better at these podcasts and make it more clear and concise, especially when I'm known for my rambles and going off off topic like that. But back to what I was saying that in the past 12 months, we've seen Air France immediately retire their Airbus A380s. Now that was... I don't want to say necessarily expected, but they were already looking to remove half of them and refurbish the other half. If you're aware, Air France had a pretty disgusting cabin when it came to the higher classes. Unfortunately, because this is a podcast, I can't show you, but I would definitely recommend if you have your phone or any type of device nearby to just simply have a type in Google, Air France, Airbus A380 business or first class, and you will see the results. And like I said, I think it's pretty, it's a pretty grim, um, product if you will and especially if we're trying to compare it to that of you know an emirates or an etihad the difference is quite staggering so with that being said air france knew their place even before the pandemic started they knew that they needed to do something about the cabin and they were going to but the costs were ridiculous i think i saw it somewhere quoted that it was going to cost 50 million per refurbishment and they had 10 so that's a total of 500 million 500 million just to refurbish an aircraft that is not efficient and was not really working within their operations to begin with it's a massive risk but it can also be a massive investment i want to take a look at air france as a bit of a spin-off to what i was trying to say by looking at it as in a refurbishment could put more people on the Air France A380, so making it a good investment. But at the exact same time, if they had gone ahead with that, nothing could have may have changed. Or they may have spent the $500 million and then the pandemic hit. So while the pandemic was never a blessing for anyone, I think potentially for the A380 with them, it was a blessing in disguise and gave them not necessarily an excuse, but gave them a reason to end their A380 operations sooner 
rather than later. And maybe when it was at a better time where they could have focused on their triple sevens and eight three fifties and also seven eight sevens moving forward. So with that being said, I think the Air France decision makes sense, but they aren't the only ones. Lufthansa have now confirmed that they've retired all their Airbus A380s as well. And I think what's quite funny, not in a way of making fun of the A380, but I think it's quite funny that the 7478 is going to outlive the A380. That is not something I personally expected, because while the 747 is an iconic aircraft, the 7478 doesn't feel as prominent. I can't put my exact finger on why other than making mention of, say, the order tally, but I feel like the 747H isn't recognized as much within the industry. Maybe it's because the 747s for the 747-400s, pardon me, still exist in some capacity, meaning that they're front and center and the focus, if you will. But I just feel like the 7478 doesn't stick out to me as much as the A380. Now, with that being said, the 747 series as a whole sticks out more than the A380, but I just would say the Dash 8 maybe flies under the radar. And as all remaining 747-400s are retired, I think the 7478 will be more appreciated, maybe. With that being said, Lufthansa will retire all their Airbus A380s now with immediate effect after basically 10 or so months of speculation. And did they confirm it? Are they going to confirm it? That has been now confirmed. If I'm thinking about who else has retired it, I believe we have Etihad Airways that are not confirmed, but are basically hinting that the Airbus A380 will not return. Thai Airways recently put two of their Airbus A380s, I believe, I don't know if it was up for sale, but I definitely read somewhere that they were being put up to understand how much they could get for them. That was also a part of Thai, a massive Thai Airways fleet overhaul that included other aircraft like that of the 747 and A340s being put up for sale to determine just how much they were worth. Whether that means that all Thai Airways A380s will depart remains to be seen. But as we know, the carrier is struggling quite, quite greatly. And if you're looking at saving costs and streamlining, it might be more cost effective to just utilize the 777 and A350, considering this pandemic doesn't seem to be going anywhere anytime soon, especially in a sense of international travel, if you will. While the United States is recovering thanks to the vaccine rollout, you, you can't say the same for the rest of the world. Australian borders are remaining shut for however long. They're still struggle, uh, struggling, pardon me, to open up a travel bubble between there and New Zealand without having it suspended and cases spiking to, say, five. So it's very messy, and I can understand why they may look to completely offload the A380. On top of that, we have Qatar Airways with their future with regards to the A380. I believe they will stick around, but it's not going to be for much longer, and they're going to be retired pretty much on, I think, from what I last read, the 10th anniversary of having them within their operations. So once again, a lot earlier and not really a long life within the aviation industry, to say the least, really. Emirates is keeping their Airbus A380s. Am I really shocked? No, but naturally we're going to probably see them still operating in the 2030s. And I believe, firmly believe, they'll probably be the last carrier that will be flying the Airbus A380. Fittingly, they're the last airline to welcome on the aircraft with production ceasing, and they'll also probably be the last airline flying. As personally, I can't see any other carrier, even that of all Nippon Airways, keeping their Airbus A380s that on that long. The only other airline that has, I guess you could say, confirmed to us very, very firmly that they intend on keeping the A380s in the future are British Airways. Qantas has been a little bit iffy. They've gone from wanting to keep them to keeping them grounded for another three years. 
So I just, I wouldn't say anything too firm on that just yet. Um, but I definitely say Emirates, British Airways, China Southern, I guess have remained pretty quiet on that front. Same for Korean Air, but naturally with the Korean Air and Asiana merger, yes, it was delayed, but that is going to be happening. I think it'll be very interesting to see what happens with the Airbus A380s with Asiana. In fact, just to confirm for you all right now, I'm going to have a look at the Asiana Airlines fleet and I want to see what aircraft they have. Because if I'm taking a look now, they have six of the Airbus A380s. They average in, fun fact, they have six Airbus A380s with an average age of six years. But all six currently remain grounded. And I would hazard to guess that as part of this merger, they probably will not transfer over to Korean Air. Korean Air already have the Airbus A380. And I was reading somewhere that they don't intend on bringing across every single aircraft from Asiana. Which means some will likely go missing. While they have the potential to be one of the biggest airlines in the world by fleet, I don't think they'll look to bring every single one on, maybe just some select ones, and especially looking at having those efficient aircraft. Once again, taking a look at the fleet, the, aircraft, the airline part of me has the Airbus A350 within their operations and also the Boeing 777s, although they have the 777-200s, which are the older variant. Taking a look at the rest of the, if you will, Asiana Airlines fleet and a lot of aircraft are very dated bar the A320neo. I mean having a look now their Airbus A330s pardon me uh, I nearly dropped the source that was on my table anyway the Airbus A330s are 11 years of age the 747s are completely out of the question they have 25 years as an average age their 767s also have 25 years and and so on so I think with a, with a total average fleet age of 11 years, it'll be very interesting to see what aircraft come across. And I, I just can't see the Airbus A380s coming across. But quickly also now search the Korean Air Fleet for you all. It will give us a better idea on how many Airbus A380s they have. Because I just want to confirm that information. They have a total of 10. So if the Asiana ones were to come across, they would have, let's see, just to confirm, 16. Which to me is way too many. And I don't think necessarily something that Korean Air would be wanting. Korean has a total fleet of around 164 aircraft currently looking at the fleet matrix on planespotters.net. Unfortunately, though, a lot of those are grounded. Meanwhile, Asiana has close to 100. So if we were to combine those two, we get something like 300 aircraft, which seems a bit too crazy. But that's all the coverage regards to the A380. And to be honest, the problems with these podcasts is I don't even know why I was talking about all the airlines retiring them. No, I do. I remember now. It was in relation to the A380F and how I just don't understand where the converted freighter options would come from because basically every airline that is in uh, that is in existence with the A380 is either looking to remove them or has removed them or is keeping them on for a short period of time. Instantly, we take a look at Emirates. Emirates has such a large A380 fleet and they could very easily basically bring life to this converted freighter option. If they gave the green light, that would enable Airbus to do it because of how many they have. But just recently today, there were reports from the same source that noted the, uh, what was it, the original story on the A380 freighter, that they're not interested in that option, even though it was being put forward to them with what they like. They don't see it as a good business case for them or a very good investment, because naturally it is going to cost money. And Emirates are firm believers that this global pandemic won't be around forever. So I think we'll just have to wait and see on that front. I personally don't see it happening. I already said in my video, without even hearing what Tim Clark had said, that I think 
He knows what he wants from the Airbus A380, and I don't necessarily think a converted freighter is something they would go for, unless it, there was some way that it could be completely done for them. But like I said, prior to the pandemic, and Tim Clark has made note of this many, many times, that the Airbus A380 was incredibly useful to them, and they were selling out the majority of their flights. It was very profitable for them. So why would they risk losing that capacity on all their routes by, say, making these converted freighters when they're already under the assumption and impression that the pandemic won't be around forever. I think that's just also uh, most definitely worth mentioning when it comes to uh, everything like that. Now, with all that being said, that's a very, very interesting topic and the A380 freighter on a whole really interests me and I guess this is why I love making these podcasts because I can go on all these tangents and go off and shoot off here and talk about that and talk about that and yeah, I feel like maybe there's not a brilliant structure to these and it's a bit all over the place and maybe I talk a bit fast, but I personally really enjoy just venting and talking about, say as an example, airline fleets and, and diving into my own opinion sometimes without, of course, you having that in a video where it can be deemed controversial or, or biased or something like that. With that being said, that's going to conclude the segment on the A380F and I think now I'm going to go on to maybe some more personal things and, and discuss my week on a whole. So, I'm currently recording this on a Wednesday and thinking about what's happened. I don't honestly know what's happened. I do know that this is the final week of a semi-lockdown. I mean, we're allowed outside at the moment, but come Monday, we're allowed to travel throughout the UK. Shops open back up, gyms open up, pubs open up, uh, indoor sporting recreation facilities like the gyms and, and pools and stuff open up. So I feel like normal life is definitely returning to somewhat normality. And I'm very, very excited for that to begin. Uh, this coming next week, I'm also headed to Oxford on a day trip. So I'm very, very excited for that to happen. I'll be taking lots of pictures and posting it over on my Flickr. But I'm also going to be recording an episode basically detailing what took place on my trip to, uh, pardon me, Oxford. There we go. I knew it would come back to me. But yeah, so when I head to Oxford, I'll definitely be doing a podcast for you all. I'm going on trains Something I've been getting into a lot more is other forms of transport other than aviation. I won't claim to know everything there is to know about them because I really don't. I don't know anything about trains, buses. I know a little bit about cars, but naturally London is a very interesting place when it comes to cars. If you do follow me over on my Flickr, which is searchable just by looking uh, at DJ's Aviation, you'll see that I have a lot of luxurious cars on there like your McLarens, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, Bentleys, Jaguars, Teslas. I've loved photographing them around Harrods and other parts of central London in the past week or so, and it's something I've been looking to continue, and I've even been taking pictures of London buses, so I'll be excited to head to Oxford and take some pictures of the buses there. Naturally, I want to take pictures of the buildings and just have a nice walk around for a day and I guess finally get that freedom that I've been craving for the past five months that we've been in a national lockdown. What else has happened this week? I've just been working on videos, basically given the fact we have freedom on Monday and I'll be doing a few things. I've been getting ahead on videos. So at the, well, I was going to say at the time this is being done, but at the time this comes out, pardon me, but this will be coming out after I've done all the work. But I've been getting some aviation and news recap videos ready, uh, some analysis on a United States carrier. I'm not sure if that will be coming out today or in the coming days. If not, spoilers. I'll be covering a United States carrier in an upcoming video that's an analysis video, if you will. 
Uh, been editing a lot of my pictures, handling a lot to do with the Discord server. The Discord server, like I mentioned at the start of this podcast, has been absolutely mental. So much has been going on. And um, yeah, that's basically been my week. Been getting good sleep. Just really excited for the freedom. But there is something I wanted to cover before I go, and that is my gripe with people not following guidelines nor wearing masks. Um, recently I encountered a problem while I was on a bus where I naturally, I wear my mask pretty much everywhere. I don't, I don't really take it off unless, um, no one's around me and I'm in public, but I'll always, you have to have it. It's like a legal obligation to have it on buses, trains, or going into any shop or enclosed space. So I always have it on when I'm on the bus, but, um, you also have to social distance on the bus and I was on it today, headed somewhere uh, for work and uh, someone got on and was refusing to sit down and the bus driver made the announcement six times and uh, if you are living in London or you hear the TFL announcement it's something along the lines of please, please social distance please use all available space on the upper deck please remain seated during the entirety of this uh, all your standard stock standard TFL messages that have just been altered due to coronavirus and um, the guy wasn't listening and I think the driver made the announcement something like 35 times no I'm kidding I think he made it six times and um the guy would not move and then the driver actually got out of his cubicle and cabin and yelled at the guy to go upstairs I ended up getting off because it was pretty much near my stop anyway but that was like I've not seen that happen before that the fact someone chose not to sit down just because they didn't want to go to the top deck but that kind of leads on to my gripe of people not following guidelines I believe when it comes to seeing people we're only allowed to see one person I might be completely wrong in saying that because, look, the guidelines confuse me, but I was pretty sure you're only meant to see one person from another household until that changes to the rule of six, or maybe it is the rule of six. But I see groups of 30 people in a park, and that really confuses me because I was under the impression that wasn't allowed, and I see it all the time. Every single park, every weekend, if I'm walking around, the parks are full with 30 people, and I think to myself, but I I didn't think that was allowed, you know? Um, obviously I have been following all the restrictions and I've been very, very, I guess you could say careful and I've not met anyone in six months. Um, but it seems like other people are not. And I think to myself, well, there ain't no way that these 30 people live in a flat, you know, because I can understand if you're all in the same flat, but I don't feel like there's 30 people are in a flat and I've seen police and so forth walk past these people and not say anything. And it just leads me to believe that thing of, well, are we really in a lockdown? Are there really any restrictions? I'm baffled. I'm completely baffled, to be completely honest. But um, that's something that's been bothering me personally because I've been so confused with it all. With that being said, Monday, the 12th of April, some freedom is coming. I'm very, very excited for that. Uh, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'm just having a look now and we're clocking in the 30-minute mark. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. The second episode of the DJ's Aviation Podcast. At times, it was a bit rocky and I really hope I didn't talk too fast in this. Because I know I've had a few complaints about how quickly I talk. I think that's because I get so excited. But hopefully you've been able to keep up. And I'll try my very best to work on pacing in the future. Make these a little bit more structured. But this was the third, uh, first podcast, pardon me, since I've returned that had an aviation segment. So if you'd like to see more aviation segments, please feel free to let me know. Whether that be via a SoundCloud comment or an email my email is contactdjsaviation at gmail.com. 
Um, and also, if you have any questions that you want me to answer on the podcast, you can direct it either there or over on my Patreon. Of course, the people on Patreon get... Oh, there we go. Because I'm in London. We just have the sirens. If you hear that, you know where I am. That happens all the time. That has interrupted so many recordings of mine. In fact, it's still going. I don't know where the sirens are. Uh, hang on. There we go. Sirens are gone. They must have just turned them off. Um... Apologies if that's a bit irritating. But like I said, feel free to direct any questions to my email or my Patreon. I hope you enjoyed listening. If you're still here, feel free to drop a follow on whatever podcasting platform you're listening on so you can be notified when another podcast goes out. Otherwise, I will be mentioning it in a video community tab and my other social medias. If you're going to be joining the Discord following this podcast, I will see you in the Discord. Um, But yeah... Stay tuned for next week when the podcast will return for the third episode. Maybe it might be more of a story-based one. I'm not sure. We're going to have to wait and see on the type of week I have. But I know I definitely want to do a podcast on my day trip to Oxford. And to be completely honest, scrap that. I think I might just make next week's podcast more of a personal one and discuss what I got up to in my first week of somewhat freedom. Whether that be, maybe I'll incorporate that into the episode of going to Oxford. Talk about like what I did in in the first week out. For those that are interesting, uh, interested, pardon me. With that being said, be safe, take care. My outros are always too much, uh, too long, pardon me. But I will see you next time. Bye bye. Thank you for tuning into another episode of the DJ's Aviation Podcast. If you haven't already, feel free to follow my socials, being that of YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram, all under the DJ's Aviation branding. If you're interested in seeing my large collection of car, transport, aviation, and natural landscape photography, you can check me out. Else, you can check me out on Flickr. Interested, maybe, in also joining a Discord community with thousands of members? You can do so with the vanity URL of discord.gg forward slash aviation. Would certainly love to see you there. Until the next podcast, be safe and take care.